0: Hey, 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 Black Trivers and uh, all of our Patreon folks on video, another podcast in our little series on First Peter. Hey, guys, we're in Colorado Springs. I just got back from Asheville, North Carolina, uh, from an awesome missional community down there. I am a little tired, but man, what what an incredible week I had with those guys. If you are looking for Solid, incredible community. That's awesome. Make sure you hit us up about Asheville. Hey, welcome back, guys. We hit uh a pretty controversial subject.
1: <laughs> I mean, do we know anything else? <laughs> I got a little pushback,
0: but I got pushback from my little bit older, uh, kind of immature Christians oh. um that have been taught a certain way their whole life mm-hmm. on First Peter 3, what we're talking about in our series. And uh, I understand why they did that.
1: Well, I I am not as old as the people that you're referring to, but I was taught that. (laughs) So uh, I didn't like it, but I didn't have any proof uh, that what i had been taught was not really what was happening. So I, I was taught that all women had to submit to all men which makes you very uncomfortable as a young woman <laughs> yes. because I was a part of extended families watching their marriages where men use those verses to abuse their wives physically, sexually, yeah. in other ways. So um, I'm very excited to hear what you're going to reveal to us, say the truth of it. And then as, as I got some more evolved churches, they would explain to me that um, submission meant that a woman came under the mission of the family, and I was like, "All right, I'll take that one," but I never really had a hard time submitting to a husband because I chose the husband, I respect the husband, and we were in a covenant. But the idea of me just because I'm a woman submitting to all men really never sat well with me.
0: Yeah, no, uh, no question. And I think, and lot, I didn't do it. And no, you haven't done it. And and I have no regrets. It's fun being married to a strong,
1: boisterous, independent, woman.
0: independent not. You're interdependent.
1: I'm intelligent, though. I'm not just like lashing out because I can. Like there's a reason I feel the way I do.
0: You're not just a bubble-headed bleach blonde that comes on it.
1: No, and nobody's going to know that. That's that's an old
0: Don Henley song. Come on, guys. You got to stay with us. All right. So let's review real quick. So, again, we've got our Patreon people watching this on Wednesdays. Uh, You can go to our Patreon.com slash Gary and Lisa Black. Uh, for a buck, you can follow these. Again, Lisa's finally on there.
1: I've been on it for long uh, time.
0: Our podcast, GaryAndLisaBlack.com slash podcast. Still working on our new websites. Coming soon. We're in our New Horizons studios where we have our foundation and in Michael Ryan's name, our son's name, and where we raise our support. Uh, and so we're excited. So yes. let me quick overview. So First yes. Peter 3.1, uh, very incredible scriptures because Peter was discipled by Jesus. Jesus always honored, and I'm going to get to that word honor if we get to that point today. Mm. We'll for sure get there next time. What that honor means in these scriptures, uh, but Jesus always honored the women. He always yes, said five thousand men and the women, or four thousand men. He always the women and acknowledged them, and then he all, and they always honored him. They called him Rabbi. Mary recognized him and called him teacher, which they weren't allowed to do in that culture. And so he discipled Peter.
1: Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't just teach them. He taught them. He healed them. He touched them. He publicly acknowledged them. Yes. That's huge. 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 Like he could have been arrested at any moment. They were waiting to arrest him for that because that was in that time against the law.
0: Right. And I love that he always healed them holistically. He didn't just heal them one way or the other. He touched them body, soul, spirit, and heart Mm -hmm. every time he brought healing, which is awesome. Uh, And so Peter's talking to women. In feet, First Peter one through seven, he spends six verses uh, to, to, on just the ladies, and then the last verse, verse seven, on the men, mm-hmm. because the women were in probably most likely an abusive situation. We're talking Roman culture, okay? We're talking they, you know, he's, he he goes into braids and all this stuff that were happening in that culture. They don't really apply to us now.
1: Hey, don't braid my hair.
0: No, not, but that'd be cool if you did. I mean. um, and uh, and so anytime, guys, again, I'm going to always say this. Anytime we read scripture, mm. we want to know context. We want to know uh, wh- who they're talking to, culturally. what was happening culturally, why, why, the why they
1: why they make these statements. Right. What was necessary?
0: Why would they say like, that? Jesus
1: was not talking about Instagram. Because that was not that was not happening at the time. Right. If he was walking the earth right now, he probably would say some things about it.
0: He probably would. he probably would probably, probably say things about the Kardashians and social he loves media. The he does love the Kardashians. Okay, so that's context. And so and what's happening is is we've manipulated these scriptures again. Insecure men in the pulpit mostly. Uh, Have manipulated these scriptures Mm -hmm. for men to lord over women.
1: Or maybe they just didn't know.
0: For women to be subject Mm -hmm. to men. And what we talked about last podcast is that word subject, what that meant was he was talking to these ladies again, probably in abuse, Mm -hmm. had no authority, no rights, probably didn't choose the man they married, couldn't leave the man they married. uh, And he was trying to bring comfort to their hearts and saying, look, if you'll subject yourself to your husband, meaning if you will lead them to the heart of Christ by your lifestyle, Which by being still
1: the purpose of marriage,
0: still the purpose of marriage. And, uh, and we're going to get sides. to that yeah. at, at the end on both sides. All men want is respected. Mm-hmm. We could try to get to that place again our whole lives. Uh And so you run into a lot of mid, middle aged men with big bellies talking about their high school football career is because it's the last time they felt respected. Mm. Most likely women, they just want men to understand their hearts.
1: Yes. We want to know that our hearts are safe and that our vulnerability is safe. And that we're going to,
0: we're going to serve your vulnerability Mm. in such a way. And I'll say this up front and we'll probably say this uh, a number of times. If you got married to be loved, Mm. your marriage won't work. Mm -mm. If you got married to love, and to bring life and grace to your to your spouse's heart your marriage might work
1: that's not a popular
0: message marriage is tough marriage is hard if you're in it for yourself it's never going to work if you're in it for the other person and to make and to lead that other person to subject to that person mm-hmm. submit and we'll talk about submit now to that person to lead them to the heart of Christ Christ is the only person who can fix your spouse you cannot it is not your responsibility to fix your spouse you can't. It's impossible. It is your responsibility to serve them, subject yourself to them, to lead them to the heart of Christ. You can't fix their emotions. That's not what any of this and all of this is about. And we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit more in a minute. Mm-hmm. So 1 Peter 3, 1, right? Yes. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. If you'll subject yourself to God and to loving God and then your husband showing him how you love God and that passion, you might win your husband over to the heart of God. OK, that's what Peter's saying. The I want to make this clear. The Bible does not teach that women should submit to men. OK, now for my my dad's out there, my old dispensationalist, beautiful people. God, Christ is the head of the church and the man is the head of his family. And again, we've, in our immaturity, in our insecurityness, we have made that, that we lord over them, that they need to do whatever we tell them. It doesn't mean that. That just means as men, we get to serve our wives and our children in their gifts and, and why they're on the planet, who they are pointing them every single time to Jesus.
1: So you're saying a man as a leader in his family is actually a servant of his family. Yeah. And, and when I hear the word leadership, a man's a leader, that is often people picture out in front. Yep. So the way that I picture this is if you are in front of me, if you're this, watching
0: video, and, this is awesome.
1: And the arrows are coming. <laughs> yes. They're going to hit you first. Yeah. If the storm is coming, it's going to hit you first. A lot of people use that umbrella analogy that the, the head, why are you looking at me like that? As because the you're, head. You're gorgeous. Thank you, dear. Is that, I mean, yes, that's, a good that's one picture. right. And
0: it's also this, and, and again, we'll end here is. If I, if I can train my senses, Hebrews 6 says to train our senses to understand your heart and your vulnerability mm-hmm. and see the world the way you see it. then I know if the arrows are coming from the back. Yeah. Because, you know, because of, women are intuitive. Mm-hmm. Women are pr- more intuitive than men. Prophetic. They know when things are coming that aren't yeah, good. We, we run out there. We try to get things done. And we're supposed to. We're supposed to work yeah. hard and get our hands dirty. But you, when you get a check or you just say, hmm. Man, I listen instantly. Yeah. Right. And I've trained myself to say, wait a minute, those, the arrows are coming from the back this time.
1: Yeah. I'm going to pivot. Right.
0: So we're going to pivot quickly. All right. And then, uh, what is he saying when he says this? I love this. Do this thing called submission so that the other thing will work. So in the scriptures, he says, submit, right? Women submit to your husband like Sarah did, right? When she called him Lord, Mm. right? That submission Is All that is doing is leading to that other thing, which is leading your spouse to the heart of Christ. Our goal in our marriages is not to fix, not to to be too emotional, not to uh, put too much on the other person. Our goal in our marriages is to always lead them to Jesus, let Jesus fix them and deal with them, convict them, bring life to them. And then we get to humble ourselves. Again, I don't need to be right in our marriage. You don't need to be right. We we need we need to humble ourselves right. and get to a place of freedom and life together by serving one another's hearts. You serve me in respecting me and knowing what I need to be loved. I serve you with your. I know you're more vulnerable, and I'm, we'll we'll talk about that. And I know that I need to serve your heart to make sure. How your do you know
1: clean. I respect you?
0: By the way, you treat me. You lead me to you lead me to the heart of Christ, okay. and you you always acknowledge me and honor me. You're very aware of my needs, like mm-hmm. you, Jesus. Sometimes
1: more than you are.
0: Yes. Oh, you're more aware of my needs than I am aware of my needs. Yes. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent.
1: There's lots of times where I'm like, I can see something come over you and I'm like, you're grieving. And then like six o'clock that night, you'll be like, Hey, guess what? I'm grieving. I'm like, I know, <laughs> but I've already spent like six hours praying for you yes. and trying to think how I can serve you in your grief that day. Right. And then you have this epiphany at the end of the day. I'm like, yeah, that's really true. And a lot of times, you know what I need before I do. Like you're the first person my whole life that's ever said, you need rest. And you actually will like close the door and make it happen. Of course. Which I will never acknowledge. And, because, like, oh, and that's oh, what man. I mean
0: by serving her vulnerability. Yeah. Again, guys, we're not perfect in this thing. We're not at all. We're getting better though. We are getting much better. We're getting better. But we 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 do understand what, what scripture says about what it means to be man and wife, and that has helped us mm-hmm. tremendously. Yes. Right?
1: Okay, it's let's keep moving. Fun. Right.
0: Okay. Uh oh. I love that Peter's talking to believing women who have unbelieving husbands. Really important to know. Okay, Um, And the only thing that the only way this works is is when we can actually serve one another in our broken souls, where the brokenness in my soul's respect, the brokenness in Lisa's soul is that she needs her heart to be acknowledged and known and served. Right. Women will spend all of their lives, and they'll they'll get into promiscuity, promiscuity. They'll get into all kinds of things because their heart's just crying out for yeah. somebody to understand them and love them. Men will do stupid things. We'll have affairs. We'll do all kinds of stuff. We'll we'll cheat on our taxes. We'll do bad business deals because we're just trying to get somebody to respect us. Mm-hmm. And if we have enough money, part of my. Business career was just always trying to get my dad to respect me, hmm. and it kept failing because it, it wasn't that he was never really going to respect me. He does now. We just had an incredible lunch oh, together. Good. I'm glad. To at hear that. 82 years old, there's just a tremendous amount of respect in my father towards me, but I haven't had to fight for that. Hmm. I haven't had to prove anything in a long time.
1: Yeah. I just
0: became my, I became a man. I stepped out of that boy, needing somebody to respect me to a man, knowing that the father respects me. Yeah. And that's enough. That's good. Is it?
1: And I don't know that you can necessarily get there before forties or fifties.
0: Yeah. You know, well, you
1: need time on earth. I think I I, I have have to have humility. So it's probably, it probably can happen to some people, but I think time on earth with humility is, is the key to manhood.
0: Yeah, I agree. I want to I want to talk about this real quick. Our the narrative here is what I think Peter's really trying to get at. And and uh, and again, a lot of what I learned here was from a pastor here in Colorado Springs, and I want to make sure I give credit to that because I love the way he brought this out. He says Uh, the narrative or the story that Peter's trying to bring to these women Mm -hmm. is to try to heal their hearts. And what we do in our narratives is we always go negative, right? We, we start telling or thinking about to ourselves, our own story, our own marriage. And we think about the bad things and the negative things. Mm -hmm. And we think about how I can never please my wife. I can't ever feel or feed enough of her emotions to make her happy. And I'm going to come in the door tonight and she's just going to be ticked because I didn't do the trash or I didn't do the, whatever it is. And for women, it's like, why can't you just see me for who I am? Why can't you just see what I need in my heart? And then they shut themselves off and they shut their hearts off. And so we see so many marriages destroyed. And, you know, I kind of get, I don't like when people quote that there's as much divorce in the church as there is in the world. There should be. I mean, it's God's ways. When we don't learn how to, to study and, and, and serve one another's hearts, the enemy's going to come at us much, much.
1: That's true. The war is the wars, fire. Yeah.
0: Right. The yeah, wars, we have
1: more responsibility. Have much more yeah. responsibility.
0: And when we, we don't want to take that responsibility up and, we're, and we think it's about us somehow, that's when we get yeah. divorced. Right. And guess what? For you older folks that are watching this, I don't care if you're 30 or older, the young people are watching very closely. You know, I, I've been working with some pastors that are fighting right now and they're having divisions between their families and they're in their 60s and 70s. Mm. And, I, and I said to one yesterday, your in, grandchildren in North, are watching. I'm like, look, your grandbabies are watching you and, and they are seeing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Believe it or not, they're actually watching and we have an, a, a responsibility.
1: And they don't care who's right or wrong any more than children of divorce care who's right or wrong. That's right. They just know their family got ripped apart.
0: Families being ripped apart. You're talking negative about these people. See, we, we when we get an offense in our hearts, uh, then we we try to find a co co errors in our offense. Mm-hmm. Always, right? Who am I going to find that will pick up my offense? so that I can justify. And I and I just did a video on this. We no, uh, <laughs> if you're offended in your heart, it's because of something that you your issue is not the other person's issue. God is the rock of offense. Isaiah said it. Peter said it. God is the rock of offense. He is going to offend you. You want him to offend you. You want him to wound your wounds. And that is the only way your marriage will get healed and set free and be successful and fully alive is if you stop allowing your spouse to offend you and you look at the inside of you and say, why am I offended? What is my issue? And how am I going to get that healed?"
1: I hate that teaching. <laughs> Is it true or is it not? I guess.
0: <laughs> so a negative narrative is really important to get rid of. You've got to start building your story in mm-hmm. your marriage mm-hmm. around the positive, around what is really good. What do we need to build on together? Instead of I can't stand that you do this, let's let's go to another the opposite direction of that and say, I love when you do this. How do we build on that? And start the narrative off on the positive.
1: Or instead of focusing on changing how you do something, changing how I respond to it. Say that again. Instead of trying to change how you do something, yeah. my focus should be changing how I respond to it. That's
0: good. That's exactly right. If I'm responding negatively or or if I'm coming out against you or lashing out about against you, I need to change my response.
1: I, I still get to decide who I how I respond. Wow, I don't have really control good. over anything yeah. else.
0: He's also saying that your, Peter's also saying that your respect as a wife has spiritual power towards your husband. If you respect that brokenness in his soul, if you'll respect him with the way that you dress, with the way that you talk to him, with the way that you gossip about other people, with all the ways that you kind of operate your wife, if you'll turn that into respect, there's a spiritual power that happens and grace comes on your marriage and God starts to heal because we can't heal. It's not our job. Our job, though, is to do that first part, right? Every man, every husband that has lived, has that one question in their heart: Does my wife respect me? Am I respectable? And they only get that from Jesus, but they get that when their their wives build that up in them and love them in their in their in their brokenness, in that broken place of their soul.
1: How can a wife do that?
0: You tell me. How do you do it with me?
1: I know that it's really important to you. But, um, first of all. I- no matter what's happening publicly, I will, like, if you preach something and I'm like, I don't think I agree with that, I wait till we're alone to have that conversation because I would never disrespect you and right? of other people, but also um, just watching your life and seeing what what matters to you and then going out of my way to make sure that that happens.
0: And you do go out of your way. Yeah. That's good. Does it make
1: you feel respected?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. 100%. Okay. And when I don't feel respected, I, I, I it really does affect me.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs> You do? Yeah. When I met you, you did not feel respected by oh, I anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, we got to, we got to work on this. This man needs to be reminded who he is. As one, I felt like that was one of my calls in life was to remind you, like, I, I'll, I'll get off a coaching call. And most of the, at the end of the coaching call, people are like, I feel so much better. Thank you for that revelation. I'm like, I didn't reveal anything. I reminded you the truth of who you are. See,
0: That's, that's so good.
1: It's not, I don't have a crystal ball. Right. I I listen to Holy Spirit and I say, what does this person's spirit need to hear? Mm. That's what I do with you and I do with our kids.
0: And it's just reminding. It's them reminding what they the already truth know. of who they are. Yeah. So when
1: someone yeah. comes in and says, "I I'm a failure," no, you're not. Let me tell you who you really are. Because no, you're not actually. Isn't that effective? <laughs> no, you're not a failure. Doesn't make anyone feel better. It's right. like you know you know your butt isn't big. The, 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 <laughs> the, the appropriate answer is, "Oh, you're beautiful," or "You're beautiful <clears throat> to me." The appropriate answer is, "You're not a failure," but here's why. Yeah, that's good.
0: My butt is big. I like it. I like you have a nice butt. Okay. Biblical submission is only about caring for that question in your husband's or your wife's soul. Mm. That is all submission is about. Submission, you don't submit to everyone. Women, listen to me. You submit to your husband through Christ by just working on that brokenness in his soul, loving him in that brokenness in his soul. Okay. It's not about power or decision making. about who gets their way in the in the marriage, etc. Peter is saying to you as a wife that your husband has this broken part of his soul that has to do with respect. Mm -hmm. There is an unanswered question that he's been carrying around. And when you care for that brokenness in his soul, it leads him to God. It helps him find Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's the ultimate point of marriage, and that is what submission means, period.
1: I can do that.
0: You do do that. Amen.
1: I can't do the other one.
0: <clears throat> We get fixated on this word submit and rightly so as be, because it's been radically taught wrong. It's been blasphemy. Do
1: you think there's a possibility that we took the root word of submit and we've moved it into a modern day language yes, exactly. that it doesn't fit in? Right. Because there's no woman on the earth that's going to hear the word submit and not instantly feel less than second class
0: 100%. or underneath. Well, and it's true for the next generation when you talk to them about honoring or right. submitting. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that I'm not because do they've that. been taught wrong of what it is. Yeah. When, I, when I look at a young person in G42 or in one of our classes I say, look, you need to you need to we need to work on honor man. honor is a bad word, right? Redeeming honor for what it means. And I'm going to tell you what it means a little bit or submission that, oh, I get to it's reverse mentorship. Yes, I get to lead your heart to, to Christ, the brokenness in you and you get to lead the brokenness in me to Christ and we get to get healed together. That's submission and honor.
1: Anyone younger or female that's next to someone older or male that hears the word submission is is going to think that means I have to. You can abuse me, right. you can mistreat me, right. and I have to. I have to submit to that behavior. Right. That's why we instantly like walls come up and you think. Right. I don't even. We're not supposed to do that.
0: Right. We're not. In fact, it's. Yeah, it's sin for the person who's asking for that. And it's ignorance for the person doing.
1: It. Well, and, and think about parental and children relationships. When we tried to lord over our children and oh, and intimidate them so into well. doing what we wanted them to do, it backfired. Yeah, every single time. Now we're having like conversations with them, and now no matter what they say, I'm just like, oh, right. Let's talk about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it does not mean your husband has power over you. I want you to hear that, ladies. It just means care for the heart of the man, your man. That wonders every day if he's worthy of respect. Hmm. That powerful? Peter uses the word submit. Paul uses it because it's about men's brokenness. Peter uses it. Paul uses it. Jesus uses it because it's just about our brokenness as men. Okay. It has nothing to do with God wanting women or men to lead or us to lead the other. We're co-heirs and we'll get to that scripture here right now. Biblical submission is this. Okay. What speaks respect to one another's hearts? So a husband's heart, and what brings life? And we'll get to the woman in a minute. So bub- biblical submission for women is what speaks respect to my husband's heart. Mm. Every wife that loves her husband should ask that question: What speaks respect yes. to my, husband's my husband?
1: Heart? My husband, right? My husband. So I should only be studying. You
0: can tell we're coaching a lot of people My husband affairs and different things. Yes.
1: And so it doesn't matter if all the boys I dated reacted this way or my dad acted this way. I should be a student of the heart of my husband. So I know what speaks respect to him because it's different than any other man on the planet. Hmm.
0: And I'm going to talk about if you don't need to get married, we're going to get to that. The last three points I'm going to give you is that it doesn't make you more spiritual to be married. In fact, Paul says, don't do it if you don't have to. Right. I like it. And and nobody's saying that from pulpits right now. You don't have to get married. If God's not calling you to be married, don't because when he calls you to get married, it's like going on a mission trips, a mission trip to that person's heart. Your whole mission is to learn as a man. My whole mission is to understand and serve her heart and her vulnerability and make her the all the woman that she was made to be because she is the image of Christ. She was made in God's image and he cares a lot about her as a daughter and he cares a lot about how I'm stewarding that heart.
1: So wait, so your spouse is more important than the actual mission field. It's more important than your children. It becomes your mission field. Yeah. So how... Until now, how many generations were taught you go out there and do this and ignore this? I was taught that. I was taught that too.
0: Right. You go to work and ignore it if you're a business person. And if you're in ministry, you go out and do ministry and you ignore that. Mm-hmm. And again, ignore is a strong word, but. Well, change. you don't,
1: you don't cherish it and you don't. But don't you don't steward it. Care it's it, not yeah. your number one mission yeah. field. And then they wonder why everything falls apart. Well, well. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I don't have any idea. Maybe
1: we we can figure this
0: out. Every wife that loves her husband should ask that question. I want to say it one more time what speaks respect to my husband's heart? Mm. Peter is not done with the wives yet. Remember, he spends six scriptures. With the wife's because he's so concerned. Because
1: these women are hurting. They're
0: hurting and oh. they're vulnerable and they're alone and they don't know what and to scared. do. Yes, they have no one to go to. And it's not enough that they just know God. They need someone to acknowledge them in their pain. And Peter's doing that. All through this 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 little portion one through seven, First Peter one through seven.
1: That's a totally different spin than I've when, ever when,
0: been told. When I saw this, I fell in love with Peter more.
1: I know. I've always
0: I've always kind of compared myself to Peter. Oh, I, really? Well, I mean, I'm an idiot. I jump out of the boat way too fast, and then I think I'm drowning, and all the things that Peter did, uh, I could go on and on, right? But I fell in love with Peter more because I, hey, I really feel like he grabbed this in his older years and he understood and he
1: cared. Okay, so I was taught that because there is it seven verses that are spoken to the women and one to them at six. Okay. So I was taught that was because the women were so naughty. So bullheaded yeah. and so ignorant that they had to have all this scripture that yelled and screamed at them. And the men only just needed one little sentence of a little touch up.
0: No, it's really cool. It's funny because he does, you know, in this in this passage, he tells the women, hey, don't braise your hair. Don't get on all the makeup. Don't don't let your outwardly. Your be heart more is, than what your inwardly. Is, is
1: very attractive. He
0: doesn't say that to the men. He doesn't tell the men they need to dress different. They don't they, they need to do this or, because. <laughs> He didn't have to. The men, the women were doing that because they needed to be seen. They needed somebody to get their hearts. The men were just bullheaded and he didn't need to spend that much time That's with them because he needed to just tell them one thing and for them to women do it. Women needed to be seen. They needed to be seen. Mm-hmm. We all.
1: That is the truth. It's still true. It's so powerful when you look in someone's eyes and say, I see you. Yes. That, that African greeting yes. that that tribe has right. means... I see you. Right. And the God that sees you. Like, that's all people are wanting to hear. Like, I'm actually seen and I matter.
0: And not just seen, but my heart is seen. Yeah. And my vulnerability is seen
1: and loves anyone.
0: Great story coming up that this pastor told. Peter's not done with the wives. He says, and we're going to get to the husbands. He says in verse three do not let your adorning be external the braiding of your hair, the putting on on gold jewelry, and the clothing you wear, but your adorning, let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, right? Women need their hearts understood and and respected and served with the imperishable, great word, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Mm -hmm. So what he's trying to say to these women, look, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. You, 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 I love that you externally look beautiful. But you don't need to get lost in that. You don't need to get lost in that because I'm going to teach these guys to actually serve your heart. The imperishable, the thing that will never go away is when you learn to live a quiet, strong life, leading men and people around you to the heart of Christ. And that doesn't take away from women's authority. Look, I'm married to a very strong, very boisterous she's got something to say and she's gonna say it means. well it just means if you've got something to say you're gonna say it I love that sometimes I don't always like it but I love that fact how strong right and I'm, I've got a lot of strong Morgan Megan I've got a lot of strong women Your leaders around me you got
1: lots of strong Alexis friends.
0: Emily I'm gonna serve my, my 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 Kayla my seven-year-old granddaughter I'm gonna serve that heart and that authority I'm not taking that away make sure you hear what I'm saying none of that away. What I'm saying is, is this, as a woman, you can learn to be quiet inside. God will be your protector. God will bring healing to your heart. And men will will respect and honor that in a lot greater way than rather you being loud and proving us wrong and fighting and screaming. Not that you can't get in fights and scream a little bit. That's fine, too. But ultimately, you're quiet inside that imperishable gift. It's imperishable beauty of a gentle gentle. And quiet spirit.
1: Yeah, we got it. But you shut up. Two seconds there, though. What? It's good. I have as much to say at 50 as I had to say at 20. The things that are in me now have been in there since I was three. I remember them. What I've learned in mature womanhood is the time and the place and the fallout of when I say it and how I say it. So when... There's nothing wrong with how I see the world, what upsets me, the injustice that I see. But when I was young, I used to just blast it out. Yes. And I couldn't be heard always because... You had a
0: voice that couldn't be heard. I had
1: a voice that couldn't be heard. The maturity of womanhood, which you step into when you choose to, it has nothing to do with your age, is I still am that passionate. I am still, which is what you are attracted to about me, is that I'm a passionate woman. I'm justice-oriented. Well, but you wouldn't want to be married to someone who has no personality or opinion, right? That would be really boring. That's like so oatmeal and and beige. And, but I know when to say it, how to say it. And with that, I've gained more authority in people's lives and more respect. And I asked you a couple summers ago, I said, does that, does that group of people, are they afraid of me or do they respect me? And he said, yes, you said yes. And I said, okay, I'll take that now. But by three summers from now, it's going to be all respect. Yeah. I don't want people to be afraid of me. I kind of do a little bit, a little, but bit. A little bit, but you see yeah. it, I, the passion that's in some of the young women that, that, frustrates you the way it comes out on social media or whatever. It's really a beautiful, pure thing. Sure. They just haven't learned yet how to express it. That's why they need older women in their life. To yes. say, this is brilliant. And
0: make sure you hear, I'm not frustrated at them. I'm frustrated for them.
1: Right. But we, but we need, just need time. That's
0: I know. And we need elder women. Yes. We need more women. OK, we need more of you yes. out there doing
1: everything. I loving
0: can. these kids. She's exhausted. I never take time Let's off. I'm doing
1: everything I can.
0: We need to press into this as well, because the two verses have been used to shame women
1: mm-hmm. and how
0: they dress or to shame women about their assertiveness. You're supposed to be assertive. You're supposed to look beautiful. All those things are beautiful. We've used these verses that I just read to you to shame you for doing that. The, the, the shame comes from when you're doing it from a wrong heart, you're doing it to get the attention of men and not the attention of God.
1: Which a quality man though, that is attracted all, you know, first off to the physical appearance of a woman, if he's a real man and there's no substance to her heart, yeah. it's going to fade real quick, real quick, yeah. real quick. <laughs> right.
0: Especially in a hookup culture. Right. Right. I mean, just the, the culture we're in right now. Yeah. If you're if young ladies, if you're just hooking up with men, your, your heart's crying out because it wants respected mm-hmm. and seen. And you're going to hook up. And These men are never going to see your they heart. They
1: always look disappointed.
0: First of all, we're, we're too stupid as men to even see. Yeah. And second of all, when they get a woman in their life who's, who's assertive and who has strength in her and quietness and beauty and says, no, this is not. We want that. I promise you that's what men are looking for little boys are looking to become men because a woman's strong enough to say that to them. But
1: that scripture made it very black and white to where homeliness and plainness was godly. And I went went to those churches. I don't know what anybody was thinking. And that, uh, you know, being adorned was shallow. Right. And I think that men are looking for a wife and a girlfriend in the same person. Okay. I think, and, and you know, I think the next podcast we should do would be have an affair with your spouse. You know, like you came home last night, you were exhausted. I made you that bath and you know, we, we take care of each other. We, you know, we make sure the other person has what they need. You, you give me a glass of wine. You, you always, we're just always like trying to over-serve each other. And I think how many people leave their marriages empty and then go over there and you know, get dressed up and take care of themselves and serve that person. Like let's combine the two. Yeah. Let's do that within our marriages. That's
0: good, babe. Let's do it. We'll develop it. I like it. If you, if you like that, make sure you give us a little check. So Peter wasn't doing any of that. He wasn't bringing any shame to these women. He wasn't telling them that they couldn't be assertive. They couldn't in those in that culture. right? Right. He's talking about Roman culture and how everyone is caught up in external things in that culture. Everybody was caught up in external things. The women were braiding their hair and not wearing much clothes. And everybody was trying to be loud because the culture was so evil and so off. And so he's speaking directly to that. What he's saying is just learn how to lay low Hmm. and stand under the radar of all of that chaos and commotion that the enemy loves. And he's also saying cultivate that inner person not the outer person. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to cultivate that outer person. Now it's okay to take care of yourself, dress up wear you know, this is cultivating the outer person. Love it. But spend more time cultivating that inner person yes, of your heart, of course. because it's precious yes. to the eyes of Jesus. Yes.
1: And, 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 here, and we're you're here 80, to please that's Jesus. all going to be left. Well,
0: <laughs> no matter
1: how hard you fight it. Well, <laughs>
0: or 70 or 90, you know, or 50. It's going to help you on this mission. From God to cultivate what is on the inside, which is simple and beautiful. Let me say that again. The inner person you want to work on. You want to work on cultivating your heart. You don't need to worry so much. Take care of yourself. Go to the gym but don't get obsessed with all of that. Mm. Wear pretty clothes, but don't overdo it. Right. You only
1: have so much control over it anyway. Right. So it's a little waste of time if you overdo it. Again,
0: I think the the TikTok culture is a great example of that. Like these little girls feel like they have to overdo it and say these really raunchy, horrible things. It doesn't make them attractive. It it, it turns a, a little boy on because he's looking at porn all day, and that it feeds his endorphins. And she knows that somehow she's going some to get some attention. A real man. A real man. I start praying for them. I start going, <laughs> "Oh my God, no, you don't have to do this. You cultivate that inner woman, and it's going to help you on the mission because God's going to help you to cultivate what's on the inside, which is simple and is beautiful. Hmm. So important, ladies." I'm sorry that men have stood in the pulpits and told you to be quiet or be a doormat. That is not at all what Peter was saying in these verses. So if you've been taught that or you hear that in your church, you need to leave. It's not true. It is simply not true. It's not what Peter taught. It's not what Paul taught. It was never Jesus's point. <clears throat> Jesus always respected the woman and women and so did his disciples. I just talked about this. I married a confident woman an assertive woman who is not particularly quiet all the time. (laughs) She has things to say and she's going to say them. And I mostly love that about her. That's what turns me on. Mostly. about. Well, there's other things that
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like a lot,
0: right? I would be grieved and God would be grieved if she was anything less than what he created her to be.
1: I would waste my life.
0: Also, I have seen you in India and Africa and all these other places. And you know when to be quiet or mm-hmm. submit to the culture I do. to bring honor to that culture. It's I so can't important. Wait to get out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Verse five. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah, obeyed, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children. If you do good and do not mm. fear. Wait, I want you to hear this. You're her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Isn't that an interesting hmm. little statement? I, I think maybe we'll end with this. Yeah, that's, and that's keep a going. lot right there. But he says, if you'll do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. Think about why would he say that to these women? He's got a group hmm. of women in front of him. They're all, well, mostly like most likely being abused. They're all in a, in a bad situation. Their husbands are non-Christians. They know they don't have any rights. They don't, they don't have any real hope. Right. And he says, do not fear anything that is frightening. Mm -hmm. Remember, submit means how do I serve my husband's heart? How do I care for that brokenness in him? Then he says, do not fear anything that is frightening. Why does he say that? He is speaking to where he started. The very beginning Mm -hmm. in verse one, he knows that these sisters in Christ that he's speaking to are vulnerable, They have faced some frightening, horrible things. They had no power culturally. Most of them did not have any option to say, I don't want to get married. They Hmm. did not have the option to leave their husbands and they were not treated well and so on. And because Peter respects these women and believes that their faith matters, his point was to help them navigate frightening situations, not control those situations. So Peter's trying to say to these women, look, I know you're in frightening situations. I know how vulnerable you feel and are being treated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want you to not try to control that. I want you to learn how to serve that man's wow. heart and his, his brokenness. Wow. And then trust me to do that for you, Jesus, on the back end. Wow. That make sense? Yeah. That powerful?
1: Yeah, it's terrifying.
0: If it, and, and, and I want to say this quickly, and I said this on the last podcast, and I know we're doing a lot of review here, but this is really critical uh, for you young women, especially, but also for you young men. I'll come and find you and kick your ass if you don't do anything but what these scriptures actually say. If any of you ladies are stuck in any kind of abusive situation, it is not your responsibility to fix the brokenness in your husband. You cannot
1: But hang up and call. me. You wife.
0: have to get help.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These women didn't have that option, but by the grace of God, you do. Right. And you do not have to stay in abusive situation. It is not mm-hmm. just adulterous affairs that the only reason you can get divorced, that's all incorrect. If you are being abused, if your children are being abused, you have to get help. You can call us. We'll point you. There's nine, one, there's all kinds of things don't stay in it. It's not your fault and it's not your problem. You can't fix that man. He's so broken that he's trying to break everybody around mm-hmm. him and he's not being transformed by and that pain. He's transmitting miserable. it. Yeah. Yes. So make sure you hear me, ladies, find some help now. Oof, we better do this next week. Okay. I want to talk about the husband, the one verse that he focuses on the husbands with. And I think we wait on oh, this boy. because okay. I've, I've got a couple of cool stories I heard uh, from a pastor that I learned this from and some people Uh, Of what of the vulnerability of what our our women even today right now feel that we don't even think of as men and why Peter said what he did in verse seven Mm. to these men is so important that we get to understand that and then how we actually get to serve not just our wives, especially our wives, but all the women around us. To make them feel uh, safe, to mm. make their hearts be seen, mm-hmm. and not in a in a in a a, a bad way, not right. in a, 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 a lustful a control, way
1: lustful or a way.
0: control way, but in a being a real man way, to where women can feel really safe and really women
1: protected. know the difference, and it really doesn't matter what you say, we can sense it.
0: You know it every single time.
1: We yeah. always know.
0: Okay, guys. Black dot com. Love this. Love the controversy. Love to always stir things up a little bit. Uh, Don't take our word for it. Don't take my word for it. Go Go study study this for yourself. Ask some questions. If you're
1: offended, figure out why.
0: (laughs) That's a good idea. It's your problem, not mine. If you're offended at me, it's in you, not me. Right? (laughs) And and all God's trying to do in this, guys, and I'll end with this, uh, is get us to unity. He wants unity in our marriages. He wants unity in the body of Christ. In fact, Ephesians 4 says, right, when, when unity happens, Christ returns. Well, if we want to bring kingdom to earth every day, we have to walk in unity. And we're all walking around in some kind of offense, yeah. and we're all pissed off at everybody. And, and the only way you get healed from your offense is by forgiveness. And you are you have been victimized, women. Can I say that to you? Some of you men, oh it's real you've been you have been victimized, but you are not a victim. Yeah. And and you have to ask the father to help you to get to forgiveness, especially with your spouse. Because mm-hmm. the best thing we can do for our kids is have an incredible marriage. That's so true. And the best thing we can do for the planet right now is to have an incredible marriage. Yes. God bless you. Hey, join us on patreon.com slash Karen Lisa Black, and we will see you
1: next week.